Welcome back to another episode of End to End with myself and Joe here with you. Season 4, episode 19. Holy goalie. <laughs> that is the topic of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Didn't think we'd be a goalie carousel around the league, but hey, weird things happen. Um, but I will we'll go right into the playoffs because that's what's on right now. The Stanley Cup playoffs is on. We're halfway through round one. We didn't mention our uh, predictions on an episode of End to End. That was on Burnley Podcast, my other podcast that I have. So if you saw the graphic, if you listen to the episode, those were all the predictions. And some of them are going right for us, Joe. I've, I've got to say, some of them are going in the right direction. Some of them, not so much. Yeah, you kind of mentioned the one. So I think we both picked abs in four. Yes, that's correct. So that series is now officially complete as of last night. So obviously the avalanche swept. And then there's some other predictions that are going well. Well, one is going awful for me, hmm. and that is Rangers in six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was probably my, my worst one that I did. I did have, I think I had Oilers in six, Panthers in six. I'm still looking good there. Uh, I can't recall. I think I had Mini in seven. That's still yeah. like a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Um, Edmonton I had in six, so that's still on track. Calgary, I think I had in – I think you have five. I think I had five, so I'm, I lost that one. And then I had Leafs in seven, so I'm still on track for that. So overall, not bad. Mm-hmm. Just the, the Rangers <laughs> one really looks horrible. <laughs> well, I guess we could go right into that because that's what almost started this whole holy goalie um, scenario in the National Hockey yeah. with – Louis, sorry, not even Louis Domingue, uh, Casey DeSmith starting game one for the Penguins, leaving with an injury, and then obviously spicy pork Louis Domingue coming in in the overtime <laughs> and playing a really, really solid game in overtime for being sitting on the bench for four hours. And then he obviously starts the next, I believe it's three games that he would start. And he's won two of them, uh, three of them, I guess, if you count the overtime winner. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how this guy is outplaying the guy at the end of the end, which is Igor Shesterkin, who will probably most likely win the Vesna. Do you have any indication on how this is happening? How Louis Domingue is outplaying Igor Shesterkin? I don't even know if it's Louis Domingue outplaying Shesterkin. It, I think it's more so that Pittsburgh is pl- like do- absolutely dominating the Rangers. Like we kind of said it all year in our group chats where. We kind of said, like, if if Igor is going, the Rangers are going. We said that all season long. And that's why we had, like, conversation. It's just Dirk and even a heart candidate, you know, because he's, like, he's the main reason why they're so good, even though they have all those offensive weapons, you know, Kreider 50 goals, Panarin almost 100 points, all that. But it's, it's just Dirk. And if, and if he's not playing like he did all year, which he's not, because they got blown out the last two games, then the Rangers aren't going anywhere. Like if you watch the games and watch like the, the chances, they're like right in the slot, grade A chances. Like, and they're going in because usually you would save those during mm. the year, and he's not. He was spectacular in game one. The only reason it went to triple overtime that we mentioned went to overtime was because he made eighty saves, which <laughs> is almost the second highest in NHL history. So maybe with you know the back to not the back back games, but like. It's like only one day rest. Right, right, right. Maybe that that triple OT, like it really like fatigued him, and he played so many games during the year, and he got pulled. I think that's the main reason because Pittsburgh's just dominating the Rangers flat out, and just is not bailing them out, and no. that's why you see seven goals allowed the last two games. I know Gorgiev was in that for a few of the goals, but it's been just a slaughter. Other than that game two, where the Rangers won handedly, so. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's my like thinking on like Pittsburgh's just dominating play. Yeah, and so that's clearly the game plan that Pittsburgh has going. They are really, really attacking the New York Rangers defensive core, which Joe, you've said all year, it's poor, it's weak. They never made really a big upgrade. They got Justin Braun, but how much of a big upgrade is that? It's not, you're not seeing it right now. So give credit to the Penguins. Crosby, Rust, um, Jake Ensel is they're firing on all cylinders. And Sidney Crosby had himself a three-point night last night, which was 200 career play, playoff points of all time. I think that's top five right now as we speak. Um, behind legendary players like uh, Lemieux, Gretzky. I, I don't know who else is up there, but there's going to be some Habs players up there for sure as well. Um, yeah, an underrated thing, Jake Gensel scored in four straight playoff games for the first time in Penguins history. Um, you know, like I just mentioned the name, Lemieux's playing on the team and he doesn't even have that accomplishment. Jake Gensel now does. Um, so that's a 3-1 series we're seeing for the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, lead. Um they had some injuries, Ricard Raquel, uh, I believe Brian Dumlin is out, and those are two big guys that are missing. Still up 3-1, I think they can close it out in six for sure, but we'll see. Yeah, we could go on to your series now, um, which is like, no, no one knows who's going to win every single game, and that's Leafs Lightning. Mm-hmm. Where one team looks like shit one game, the other team looks awesome, and then the literally a role reversal the next game. Um, so the thing is like, there's no momentum going to this series. Even if once we go into the other series, there's not much momentum. You can see really game to game too much. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'll say a little bit later is that there's been too many blowouts in, not just in this series, but in the playoffs in general, and there's been way too many power plays. Like this has been a major complaint for the first round of the playoffs. And it hasn't been as engaging because there's only been what? Two overtime games, three. I think one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, two. Well, two. Florida, two. Yeah, because Florida went yesterday, but yeah. that was quick. Mm-hmm. But there's just been too many blowouts, and like it's not as entertaining. And like this is a perfect example of like there's been way too many power plays for one team, even both teams. It's like you zero for five or one for six yeah. or mm-hmm. two for seven. Like it's not fun to watch because like you have someone like Matthews who doesn't play on the penalty kill. He's sitting on the bench for the whole penalty kill for like the, when the least penalty kill. So mm-hmm. he's on the ice for, say if they have seven power plays, Tampa, 14 minutes of a game that he's doesn't touch the ice. So like, yeah. it just kind of disrupts the flow of the whole game. And like with this series, that's kind of how I see it. It's like, there's no like flow to this series really. Like it's a coin flip. Who's going to win. And then whoever wins is like a, it's a blowout the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Leafs Lunch that I mentioned today. Whoever has the momentum, whoever's a better start wins. It's been the whole yeah. thing, this whole series. So um, I guess that you can say that's the case for game five today. Whoever goes to a hot start is going to win the game. And I believe this <laughs> I believe this series is going seven. Um, I don't know how it's going to go seven. Is Tampa going to win tonight? Is the Leafs going to win tonight? I don't know. If uh, Tampa Bay wins, it might be six games. Um because I, I, I don't see the Leafs team being this team two times in a row because we haven't seen this team lose two in a row in the playoffs since the Columbus series where they got swept. Um, that was the last time they lost two games yeah. in a row in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So heavy toll, heavy toll the Leafs have to do. If they can get a big win tonight, which is probably the biggest of the series, go and do that because you have home ice and then you go back to Toronto if you do lose and you only have one to win against Tampa. It's harder than it looks, I get it, but... It's better than going down 3-2 and going back to Tampa, for sure. 
Um, yeah, we, we, could sure. go to, we could go to another series, another Canadian team series, the Calgary Flames versus the Dallas Stars. That is probably the tightest series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Low scoring, low event. But when the puck goes in the back of the net, it's a massive goal for either side. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, like like you said, the tightest series by far in terms of, like, literally, like, no blowouts. Um, everything is really tight checking. Calgary finally kind of scored a couple of goals last night to even the series 2-2. Jake Ottinger, we have in our notes, he's yeah. been the only reason why it hasn't been like a sweeper. Like Calgary's going up 3-1, going back to Calgary. Like he's the main reason why. Um, they've gotten some timely goal scoring. Dallas has. Uh, they don't really dominate play. We kind of said this going into the series that they would be massive underdogs, that Calgary should outplay them. But I don't think anyone could have foresaw how well Ottinger has played. He's basically outplayed Markstrom so mm-hmm. far in terms of just like, quality saves like even yesterday he lost he robbed to Foley like in the first few minutes yeah. of the game mm-hmm. um he's been sensational Ottinger the rest of the stars team not so much like mm-hmm. Pavelski's been good obviously Sagan's been decent like but Robertson hints haven't really made a factor and it's 2-2 so if I'm a Calgary fan maybe I'm afraid that that line could start clicking but I I don't know like Calgary plays a suffocating game too and they can limit the chances, which they've done in all series. So I, I think we still believe that Calgary will win this series, maybe in six games, who knows, because it is going back to Calgary for game five tomorrow. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a series that I wasn't foreseeing being this close. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, I think this is Calgary series. They, I, do, I don't want to say they kind of, you know, put the demons to sleep and scoring three goals and not letting in a goal like yesterday, but, or they let in one goal was at the end of the game, Tyler say again, but like, I don't want to say they kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I think they're going to win the next two games and obviously, and win in six games, just they're playing much better. Jake Ottinger's things have got to go down. Like eventually they're going to get 40 shots at him and five are going to go in. It's not going to be, okay, we're getting 50 shots, one goes in, and then we get an empty netter. Like, it's not going to be that thing uh, the next couple of games, I think, at least. Because Calgary, I think, is just going to end up scoring a lot of goals. And a lot of players on their team are playing well, have no points to show for it, but they're playing well. So we'll see if Calgary can close it out in six games. Um, the next series we have is the – I think we should end on the one that's already over last. So we'll go to St. Louis and Minnesota, which is tied 2-2. That's also a very tight series. But at the same time, speaking that – been a lot of blowout games in that one. Um, there are two teams who you can flip a coin, don't know who's going to win. That's what I did in my predictions. And it's the same thing going forward right now. Yeah. And like the thing with this, it's like, it's similar to the Leafs where it's like back and forth and blowouts, but like, it's like the same guys scoring. So like, if you look at like the score sheet for both teams, like Perron and Kaprasov both have five goals, each one for St. Louis, one for Minnesota. Then you have like Kairu's got like three, like, Hartman's in there like um and like they've just been getting a lot of goals from like the same guys it's not like the Leafs lightning series where uh, there's a lot of depth scoring in there as well like the Mm -hmm. Leafs have gotten a lot of goals from their third line same with Tampa um it's more like the top two lines are kind of been dominating and like scoring most of the goals and like O'Reilly's in there a lot for St. Louis I know Mm-hmm. So like it is, it's tied to two, lots of blowouts. Again, I had, I think we both had mini and seven. So th- this is a coin flip series, much like Tampa, Toronto. Uh, it's been a great series to watch. So lots of, lots of goal scoring. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the next series, which is the Washington Capitals and Florida Panthers. Um, 
I kind of did a Charles Barkley on Burning Leaf podcast saying the, the Washington Capitals had no chance in this series. And they're just unfortunately upsetting me. And that is the Florida Panthers. They're very much disappointing me. I know they won in overtime for Hagee last night, but they have a lot of games where it's just rampant goal scoring from the Washington Capitals. And they're not seeming to figure out uh, Ilya Samsonov too much. Last night was a different factor. They almost lost, though. They <laughs> Two minutes left, they get an empty netter by Sam Reinhardt in the slot, and then Verhege, an awful goal by Ilya Samsonov to give up in overtime. Yeah. But it's one where I didn't think it would be going this well for Washington. I don't know if you can – I think I'd speak for yourself as well. Yeah, like, I, again, on the burning leaf, I had Florida in six, but, like, I didn't think it was going to get to, like, potentially six this way where, yeah. like – like like I said, like we said, Washington was like two minutes away from a 3-1 series lead going back to Florida. Uh, that would have been it. I don't think the Panthers would have came back from that because no. I just like the history of that franchise and like the players on that team, no one's a winner really on that team. Like look around, even like guys they acquire, like Giroux, like what he didn't win anything. So like <laughs> I'm just saying, like no, you're right. I agree. Down three one, like I don't think they would have had like the mentality or whatever to get back and win the series in seven or whatever. Um, so like 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 we said, like Washington has played very well though. Like they've really, except for that game two where I think they got blown out in game two, but they really limited Florida's potent offense where. We kind of went into the playoffs, like going down the stretch run, they were on fire, but like, we kind of didn't know, like, is this six, five, six goals a game going to be uh, translated to playoff hockey right. right now? It's not really because they haven't been scoring a ton of goals um, and like dominating offensively. Like they have been Washington played very well defensively, especially in that game three. I, I watched, they like shut down every like chance that Florida was getting in the zone so Washington's played well, so they do have a chance. I don't yeah. trust their goaltending, but also Bobrovsky hasn't been amazing either. So I don't know who's going to win this really either. Yeah, I same with you. I didn't think it'd be this close, but fortunately it is. And Florida, I think they've you know lost a lot of their, I guess, quote-unquote bandwagon fans on the process of doing this because they're just upsetting people. Like, we didn't think this could be that close. 2-2 going back to Florida. Didn't think that would happen. Um, another series we didn't mention in our notes, but the Boston Carolina series, that's tied up as 2-2 as well. A lot of 2-2 series in the NHL. That is yeah. a, I, I think we can use the word embarrassment for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, being yeah. up to nothing, going back to Boston. It's very hard to win to Boston. Don't get me wrong. But when you got a team like Carolina, we've seen them chug and we've seen it in the playoffs. They were up to nothing going back to Boston. I know their goalie is not an NHL goalie. In particular, he's not even an AHL goalie. He just played a couple games. It's it's unfortunate that they're going back to Carolina. It's all tied up too, too, right? Yeah, like you said, like going into the like after it was 2-0 Carolina, Boston looked awful. Games one and two in Carolina. They got dummied both games. Allmark didn't play well. Um like Carolina's power play did really well and Boston's yeah. was awful. Like we kind of saw like, okay, Boston's done, but we always write off Boston and they <laughs> came right back and won both games at TD garden. And that they finally, finally reunited the quote unquote perfection line. And they just, dis- they destroyed Carolina in game four where Marchand had five points. <laughs> Pasnak had like two or three birds on a two or three. 
um, they did, they destroyed them. So, yeah. I mean, Carolina, like we kind of talked, we, you guys kind of talked about on the burning leaf, the predictions where I think, I think you had Bruins winning. I had Bruins in six. Yeah. Yes. I had Carolina in six. So <laughs> it's a coin flip right now, but you brought up a great point where every time that Boston's played Carolina in the last few years, like, they got swept in 2019. They got lost in like five or six in 2020. Um, I thought that after it was 2-0, I'm like, okay, like they, they vanquished those demons. But it looks like Boston has another team that has their demons like the Leafs here in Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just can't, like they can't get that third win and get that momentum. But it is going back to Carolina for game five uh, tonight. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, unfortunate, like the, just lines up the same games as the Leafs. So I'm not watching that as much that series because it's on at the same time. Yeah. Um, I would like to watch it more because it's bonkers of two, nothing to two, two. Um, yeah. I'd like to watch that series more, but unfortunately I just haven't watched it enough to, you know, really dissect what's going on, but it seems to not be good in Carolina's favor right now. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. LA Edmonton. That's also tied to two. I really, 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 really thought after game two, the Edmonton Oilers were just going to win four straight. No, it's not the case. It's 2-2 now because Jonathan Quick seems to uh, go back to 2012 and playing good. But it's a rare occurrence that he plays good enough in two straight games um, in his career the last few couple of years. I don't know what uh, Jonathan Quick we're going to see this, this game in Edmonton, but... You know, you have two wins under Mike Smith. I don't think Edmonton Oilers fans can really complain about that because this guy hadn't won um, a playoff game since I think he was, I think I want to say Arizona. Like, I don't think he's won. You're probably right. Yeah. So you're lucky to even have two wins for yourself. But the Edmonton Oilers are really, uh, they've really taken it to LA and they've really dissected what what we call the weakness when we we're doing the predictions of the injured players, the uh, the leadership in the locker room of Los Angeles Kings. There's a bunch of kids in the lineup. you got to take advantage of that. And I do think the Edmontoilers will win this series. And if they don't, I'd actually be a pretty surprised because they've played really well. The Allied Kings have just done a great job of playing defense. But there's a lot of things you can expose on either side if you're the Edmontoilers or the Allied Kings. McDavid and Drysdale don't put on the power play because it's a goal every time. And if you're the Kings... You have a guy like Philip Deneau on your lineup who can shut you down. So I don't know what I, – I, I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to win this, but I don't know if it's going to be seven or six games. Yeah, like that's a good point as well. Um, with with quick, like you were saying, like 2012, like like you said, game two, I thought they were going to kind of cruise Edmonton because they blew out the Kings. Like they outscored them 14 to two in games two and three. And yeah. Quick was awful in those games. He got pulled, I think both times. <laughs> uh, and then game one, he was spectacular. And then in game four, which just happened last night or two nights ago. Two nights ago, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he was spectacular again. So like, that's the main question we have in our notes is like, which Quick are we going to get tonight? Uh, so it's just the, it's a really a coin flip of if he's going to be amazing. Cause like you said, Mike Smith, He's been really good all series, even though they've lost those two games. It was not his fault that I think those losses um, no. for the most part. Well, the first game, maybe that turnover. but Yeah, that turnover was awful. Yes, that one moment where he played the puck. But, but he still played good uh, in the game, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He played good in the game. He Even the game they lost in mean, game four, he was really good. Um, so, like, you've gotten good goaltending out of Mike Smith. It's just more so, like you said, the Kings give credit to them. 
they're not letting McDavid and Dreisaitl score like three points a game. Again, we don't know how they're doing this without Dowdy, and like yeah. they have a lot of injuries on the back end specifically. They're getting it done still. Uh, going back to Edmonton for Game Five tonight, and yeah, so I think I still had the Oilers in six for my prediction. So I'm still looking decent there because uh, I knew the Kings with that Kopitar did no uh, one two down the middle that those two way guys mm-hmm. they've they've been they've been good especially the nose line with more and like arvidson and stuff like that so they've been really good yeah i had uh, the oilers and five so that's out the window but they could ultimately still win the series um we'll go to the series that is over the colorado avalanche versus the national predators that was a sweep um did we expect colorado to sweep the preds or because like, some sweeps are very close but this one just wasn't at all. No. And correct me if I'm wrong, but did one of these games go to OT? Yes, that was the game two. McCarr scored the OT winner. Yes, and okay. Ingram so made least, like 45 saves or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. At least one game was close and went to overtime. Uh, I don't I don't think it lasted long, that overtime. Like you said, Ingram, who was the third string goalie, made 45 mm-hmm. saves. And yeah, like I predicted abs in four because literally be- – no sorrows he ruled out for basically the playoffs uh i don't think national really had a chance even though they got some goals here and there but like they let in a ton understandably they had their third string in that versus the i would think the best team in the league um and like we kind of have this cycle every year with the abs where it's like a meme now where they look unbelievable in the first round and then they they lose in the second round so i'm not going to overreact too much right now to them sweeping Nashville because they've done this like three years in a row or four Mm -hmm. years in a row like when they beat Calgary they embarrassed them basically then lost in the bubble they embarrassed I think it might have been uh Arizona Arizona like we're like oh my god McKinnon's the best player in the league and then it's like they got embarrassed by freaking Dallas yeah and then in 2021 they were up like one or two nothing against Vegas and they lost in like I think six or seven so Mm. It's just like I'll wait till round two starts. I don't even know who they would play. Would they play St. Louis, Minnesota, or would they play Dallas? Yeah, St. Louis, Minnesota. Okay, so that who I, they're going to play a quality team in the second round. Very again. good quality so, team. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll reserve my judgment then because they do this every year. So like I'm not going to get fooled, but they did dominate like McKinnon, Landis, Scog, McCarr, um, even like Rantanen, Nachushkin. Their goaltending. I mean. We didn't mention this, but Kemper did not play the last two games. Uh, Francis uh, played the last two games, but it was I think Kemper got a stick in his eye, so it's not. I don't think he'll be out long term. Since they have a couple days off now before Minnesota series is done, he'll have time to recover. So, I mean, again, like Nashville had no chance. <laughs> um, that's kind of the story there without Soros. Yep, um, <laughs> Preds are swept. Was that the last time we saw Philip Forsberg in a National Predators uniform? Russo mentioned that to our group chat for the playoffs. I'm going to go, yeah. Like, it's – he wants a lot of money. I just don't think the National Predators have it in them to I, – I, I don't know. Are you going to have another 40-goal season from Duchesne? Are you going to have another 40-goal season from Forsberg? Are you going to have another good season from Johansson all around and Soros? I, I just don't know. So, if the GM is – if David Poyle is still cooking over there in the offseason, I think you really got to maybe hold off on a Philip Forsberg contract, even though he's so important to your team. 
is it worth it to get this guy locked up at $9 million? It's probably eight years. Like, I don't think it's worth it for them. Yeah, because they have too many long-term uh, high hat cap guys. Like you mentioned, Duchesne and Johansson are both at eight mil. Yep. Uh, Yossi's at like nine and a half. So if you add Forsberg's nine or nine and a half, that's like four guys making over eight mil. Like, And then I don't even know when Saros is due for an extension. So like that would, that would be very bad, like cap problems yep. there. Yep. So I don't know what they're going to do. There was that video of him kind of taking one last final lap because it was in Nashville. So it looks like he's probably gone. I have no clue where he'll end up. Yeah, I no uh, He's going to be a hot commodity. I know that for sure. Yeah, I agree. So that's been the Stanley Cup final talk. We'll get an update probably next week, two weeks, whenever you we decide to record again. So Stanley Cup playoffs, round one is halfway done. We'll go to the quick news of the week. Team Canada starts their double IHF World Hockey Championship tournament on this Friday. Highlighted players, Matt Barzell, Pierre-Luc Dubois, your boy Josh Anderson. I, I don't see this team getting worse than top three. It'd be really bad if they did because the Team USA – we saw them put out their roster, I think, last Friday, and it's just awful. Like, these are oh probably the – one. Of, I think there's another players too. Like, there's Timo Meyer, Tim Stutzla, but I think these players are better than those guys, um, and especially they have a better team around Canada. So I think top three finish would be pretty good. If they don't, that's embarrassing. Yeah, like, like you said, like, U.S. is like – literally off yeah bad no one went no one like jordan harris on montreal is on the roster like the guy played like what seven nhl games (laughs) got signed out of college yeah you're on the ihf team all right (laughs) so yeah us is horrible canada should honestly win gold to be honest like that even if they have like barzell dubois josh anderson as one line like i think that will dominate the whole tournament so, I mean, yeah, like you said, starts this Friday. They should be favored to win because, like, they probably have easily the best roster. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll mention the quick, quick, quick news before we get to the news that we probably could talk about for a bit. Pierre Maguire fighter, fired after 10 months on the job of, I think it's senior player development advisor, something like that. Uh, Melnick hired last July, like you've mentioned, Joe, before we started 10 months on the job. He's done. Probably going back to broadcasting, I'd, I'd like to assume. Um, Jack Eichel played through an injury the last six weeks, which was a thumb injury. So you, you need your thumb to stick handle. And he didn't have a thumb for six weeks. No wonder he wasn't doing that great. Um, and then I guess Patrick Marlowe finally called it quits, even though I thought it was a long time ago that he called it quits. But um, I guess, yeah, he didn't get signed, obviously, this season. So I guess there was, I guess, forced to retire, but he was just in that retirement stage, basically. Yeah, like he officially announced that he didn't play all year. He wasn't signed. We all know he played last year with the Sharks. They hit the all-time games played mark, even though he's not a good player anymore. Not an NHL player anymore, at least. I mean, he is 42, so like he did play a a ton of time. Obviously, all-time leader in games, like I said. Uh, So he's seen it all. Uh, He'll get his number retired by the Sharks. Question. Is he a slam dunk Hall of Famer? 
I'd probably say a layup, yeah. <laughs> not a slam dunk. <laughs> I'd probably say a layup Hall of Famer just because that record, the yeah. <laughs> presence he brought in the league. It was he scored a lot of goals, scored a lot of points in this game. So yeah, I'd probably say a layup, but not a slam dunk. So yeah, that's what I say too. Like I don't know if he's first ballot material no. did not win a cup. Obviously, he has some gold medals. I don't think he was on the World Cup in 2016. No. No, so I don't know if he has a World Cup of hockey. He might in 04. He's <laughs> played like a million years. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the couple hurt him. Obviously, he had like scored over 500 goals, uh, way over 1,000 points, all-time games play leader. So I don't know if he'll be a first ballot guy, but maybe in a few years just because of that record. And he's like the best shark in history, Mr. Shark. That's what the Sharks fans call him. He was their first pick. I don't actually know. I lied. He wasn't their first pick in franchise history. He was their best like player in franchise yeah. history overall. Yeah, for sure. Um, the biggest news and probably the most surprising news of the week was when I woke up and saw Barry Trotz was fired by the New York Islanders. Now, in my opinion, I don't really get it. Um, this is the move I called in our group chat, the Lou Lamarillo job saver move. You got to do something just to do something. And he did. He fired his longtime, I guess, friend because he really negotiated with him getting from from the caps after winning a stanley cup to come to the islanders brought this presence that we've never seen before playing a style that we've never seen before never seen it work going to two straight conference finals having one bad year don't like the move for the islanders how are you how do you see it uh it's a surprise for sure <laughs> like they had one bad year he made back-to-back conference finals appearances they lost to the best team in the league the lightning uh, obviously like you said like he transformed that team uh, into a team that we thought was going to miss the playoffs ended up making back-to-back conference finals like you just said mm-hmm. um they've had great goaltending great defensive play clutch goal scoring during those runs this year they got off to a bad start and just the east was too strong they couldn't recover from it yeah i don't understand why they couldn't just chalk that up to a lost season because they technically, they were like the next team in, but they were obviously so far behind, they didn't make it. Yeah. But yeah, like Lou, like he's made very questionable moves, especially giving out contracts to players. And that, that it's honestly his fault why they missed the playoffs because the roster construction is not very good. Um, so that's a very shocking hire, for, a shocking firing, that's for sure. Yeah, and whoever decides to sign Barry Trotz as their head coach is going to be very excited. Half of the fan base probably will be, and the other half will be like, damn it, we're not going to see my offensive player go off the charts because we've seen yeah. what happened with Matt Barzell. So maybe Matt Barzell can break out on the others. We'll see. Yeah, and then the last piece of news here that we got are the nominees for the Norris and the Vesna. So with the Norris, both, uh, honestly, both of these are pretty much slam dunk nominations. So for the Norris, Makar, Yossi, Hedman, um, and then for the Vesna, we got Shosturkin, UC Soros, and Jacob Markstrom. Pretty self-explanatory. So they have to announce the other award winners probably throughout the rest of this week and next week. And then they'll announce the awards, I believe, in the Stanley Cup final after the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we'll find out in like a month or so. Um, what are your thoughts on these nominees? Yeah, I think I agree. It's not a surprising nominee ballot we're seeing. Uh, these are probably three of the guys I would have had on my ballot as well. Maybe another guy, but I don't see a real surprise. I don't think we're going to see a real surprise here um, with the awards because we've seen a lot of good players been 
heads and shoulders above a lot of other players. So I think it's not going to be a very surprising award uh, season for the NHL. Yeah, I don't think so either. Maybe a few awards here and there. Uh, but I think, I think, you know, we'll probably make our decision late in the later episode once all the nominees yeah. are officially announced. So mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a later episode. All right. That's all the quick news we have. Do you have a hot take midway through round one? I don't know. Like, there's so many coin flip series that, that I don't even know if I – like, I don't even know. Like, is Leafs in seven a hot take? Like, no, I kind of made that no, no, Leafs. No, I don't think no, so. Like, no. uh, I don't know. Like – Washington Capitals will win. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that one. Washington will absolutely upset <laughs> the president-winning Panthers in either – in six or seven games. I'm going to go with a yes. Let's go yes for the sake of it. All right. Pure chaos and the the team will be embarrassing. Yeah, I I will go with that. I'll go with history here and not pick the Panthers. Okay. Capitals win this series. That is a great one. I like that one. Um, Yeah, that's it from end to end. We'll probably give an update next week, two weeks from now on well, we should do it before the second um, the second round starts and one of the I think all the nominees will be out by next week halfway mm-hmm. through next week so maybe we'll per- <laughs> maybe we'll team up with burning leaf podcast again and do kind of the predictions for what the winners are going to be and um the round two series we'll see uh, by next week so that's been it for end to end we'll be back next week join us then Woo!